Indiana got beat. Indiana got beat by Northwestern yesterday in Bloomington. And we got people saying, you know what, that's not a bad loss. Northwestern's a better team. If Indiana is going to get beat by Northwestern in Bloomington, and people are going to say, well, that's not a bad loss. What are we doing? What is Indiana? What does it mean to play for Indiana basketball if that's not a bad loss? For the love of God, have things fallen apart to this level, even with the fan base? where people are like, well, they're better. Northwestern in Bloomington? It's absurd. We'll talk about the game yesterday. 76-72, the Hoosiers lost. We'll talk about the NBA All-Star game. Tyrese Halliburton should have been the MVP. Tyrese Halliburton won that game for the East. As useless as that is, I know. He hit 10 threes. He hit five in just over a minute and a half. We'll talk about Tyrese Halliburton and what we saw last night, that you know what, the All-Star Game and the festivities surrounding the All-Star Game, I got to tell you, a little bit better than I thought that they were going to be. This was a fun event and terrific as a showcase for Indianapolis and the state of Indiana as the home of basketball. 100% great job by everybody, and you knew it was going to be that because Rick Fuse is in charge of it. We're going to talk about some splashback. We don't do this very often. But you know what? People got rankled about my assertion that Quentin Nelson is not one of the top 10 picks of the Chris Ballard era as general manager. He's not. I'm going to talk about why. We're going to put this to bed once and for all. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, February 19th, 2024, brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. Look, turn your basketball knowledge and skill into wins at my bookie where every shot, every spin, every bet opens the door for a payday. Whether you're, whether you're uh, backing your favorite NBA team or seeking the thrill of a casino win, my bookie provides a world-class betting experience. Look, the promo code Kent, you get all kinds of sign-up bonuses so go to my bookie, use promo code Kent, and win before you even play. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. Make sure and subscribe to this channel. It's a good thing. And you know what? Hit that, hit that, uh, the bell icon so you get an alert every time we go live. We go live at least twice a day, and and talk about sports in Indiana and around the world. We are a global concern. There's no doubt about that. It's a nice thing to like the video. Hit the thumbs up icon. And if you want to make a donation, make a donation. No big whoop. If you include a comment or a question, we'll include it and we will answer it. We will speak to it. All right, let's talk about the Indiana Hoosiers. Look, AAU uniforms, that's what Indiana is. This is what they do. I don't care what they wear. I have nothing, I have no praise, I have no criticism about the uniforms. I don't care. Style means nothing to me. Whether you dress like some kind of a, you know, avant-garde knucklehead, or whether you dress like Cary Grant in North by Northwest, I don't care. It's what you do. It's the quality of your play, not the quality of your clothes that matter to me. So I don't care about the AAU uniforms. It, sure, they're ridiculous, but the level of play 
was ridiculous. If they had won wearing those uniforms, hey, we're singing their praises. Not the uniforms, but the level of play of the team. This, uh, I got to tell you, though, the frocks that the coaches were forced to wear made, it made Tim Garl look like he weighed about 260 pounds. Mike Woodson looked like he weighed three and a quarter. Like, those are not slimming uh, vessels of fashion. So, you want to keep wearing them? <laughs> keep wearing them. You, you got cardiologists calling into Simon Scott Assembly Hall saying, my God, please, you know, have the defibrillators on standby for those coaches because they all look like they're about to have a coronary. And they should because the level of play was ter terrible. They... What they represent, what Indiana basketball represents is a lack of discipline, a lack of basketball fundamental knowledge, and a lack of emotional maturity, which kind of uh, dovetails back into that discipline issue. Also, a lack of an ability to shoot. That's not a good thing. When you combine all of that, you lose to Northwestern at home by four. In a game that was 16 points, all of a sudden... For, it was, what was it, 63-47, right? And they wind up at 76-72. Uh, nice comeback, but who the hell cares? What are you doing? So this season is kind of done because the success or failure of a season, and I think to the detriment of Indiana as a basketball program, is determined by whether they go to the NCAA tournament, not by how they function in it. And evidence of that is that Mike Woodson got a $1 million raise last year after getting to the round of 32. It's another million for Woody. Throw more money at him. What are you out of your minds? This is success in Bloomington. This is what Indiana basketball represents. Here's a million dollars, not in a bonus, but in a raise. So this every single year, he's going to get another million dollars because they got to the playing round, won that, so they got into the field of 64 in year one, and then got into the field of 64 last year, won their first game, and flamed out in the round of 32 against Miami. This, I guess, is success at a high level. Mike Woodson says it's not about the money, it's about winning. We're here to win championships, Big Ten and NCAA. Hadn't done either, took the million. So I guess it's about something other than winning championships, isn't it? It's about money. It's always about money. What are we nuts? As the jerseys are about money. They're selling. They're selling the AAU jerseys, the, the black jerseys with the red, selling them in the, in the team store. What are we, idiots? Are we, are we complete morons? Is this who we are? Oh, I'm buying one. Because you know, they look like AAU jerseys, and we lose in them. Fantastic. Great. Uh, Peyton Sparks, the technical, I thought it was a bad call. I thought it was undeserved. But you can't commit technicals. You can't put a referee in a spot where he's going to call a technical. What you did was you robbed yourself of a possession, and you gave them two free throws. That's, that's two points for the free throws and a lack of an ability to, to score either a two-point or three-point bucket. That's a potential five-point swing. The game was decided by four. You do the math. Uh, next up, Wednesday, they got Nebraska at home. Get rid of the, at least get rid of the coaching frocks. My God, the Moo Moos, 
the black moo-moos, ill-fitting and, and just bad. Like, not, not good. Adults should not wear that kind of crap. Wear a suit like a human being. You want to wear a sweater, wear a sweater. Go ahead. We got a heritage of that in Indiana. Uh, by the way, the broadcast was really, really good um, because Lafonso Ellis is terrific and Brandon Godden is awesome as well. Malik Renew. How about Malik Renew? What Malik Renew did was pick up his fourth foul and then nine seconds later picked up his fifth because he was frustrated with the fourth. That kind of emotional instability is not going to win you basketball games. That's just the way it is. Now Indiana started playing pretty well once Renew fouled out, so there is that. Uh, but Indiana's got to be better. Where's got to play harder? How about getting on the floor one time? One time, get on the floor. I know you're gangly. I know 7-1 doesn't get down on the floor easy, but how about getting down there and getting a loose ball? Is that is that impossible? And how about somebody hits a free throw? Can somebody hit a free throw when they hit 12 of 21? Terrible. Awful. Uh, just miserable. They are in 10th, Indiana is, one half game ahead of Maryland and Penn State. They've got Nebraska Wednesday at 30. Like I said, that ought to be fun. Hey, on the plus side, Purdue got beat by Ohio State. So there's that. 73-69, another four-point game. Uh, Jake Diebler's first game as an interim coach, he got the win. He should retire as the coach right now, undefeated with the Buckeyes, because that may be his final win. Um, the NBA All-Star game. I thought it was fun. I thought All-Star Saturday night was fun. The Friday night deal was fun. Downtown was great. Uh, no violence, no hysteria. I thought it was really, really good. I thought the that Indiana, as the home of basketball, was really celebrated at a level it deserves. And so congratulations to the NBA and Rick Fusen and his staff at Pacers Sports and Entertainment. Awesome job. Awesome show, whether it was Lucas Oil Stadium or Gainbridge Fieldhouse, the venues were wonderful. The downtown looked awesome. And uh, the like you remember, because of events like this, Indiana and basketball are, are always going to be tethered together, not because of the movie Hoosiers, but because of more than a century uh, of people giving to the game in this state at a level where they don't other places. That's just the way it is, whether it's John Wooden, whether, I mean, you can go down, the, the great players, great coaches in the state of Indiana from the beginning of the game right up to present day. And it was cool seeing uh, Oscar Robertson, seeing Larry Bird, uh, Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller talking to David Letterman. It was a cool deal. The, the televised um, part that celebrated Indiana, I thought was really, really good. And uh, Tyrese Halliburton should have been the MVP. Tyrese Halliburton hit five threes in a minute 32. And in doing that, took a 10-5 deficit and turned it into a 20-8 lead that the East never relinquished. Uh, Halliburton deserved the MVP. Dame Lillard got it. He had 39. I guess you're the high scorer for the winning team. You get the MVP, and that's the way it goes. Uh, the East, 42 of 97. <laughs> From beyond the arc, they took 97 threes. That is more than two per minute. That's quite something. You don't see that every day. 
anywhere, anytime, and you sure don't see a team score 211 points. 211 to 186. Dan and I were talking about the over-under on Friday. <laughs> I say, I'm taking the over. Because the over, like, I, I think the over was, what was it, in the, like, 380s? It's like, I, I think it's going to be a little bit higher than that. It wound up being 397. That works. Next year, look for a 400 for the over-under number. That's crazy. Um, but really, really fun. A fun event, and that's what it's supposed to be. I thought it was fun, Steph Curry and Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu. I thought Tyrese and, and Miles Turner and Benedict Matherin in the skills challenge. I thought that that was a lot of fun. The half-court shot deal uh, to break the tie was fun, too. I just enjoyed the whole thing. I thought it was I thought it was just great, and the broadcasts were good as well. People not happy on Friday. How dare you talk, be mean to Quentin Nelson? I'm not being mean to Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson's one of the best guards in the NFL. I don't care if Quentin Nelson is the best guard in the history of the NFL. Drafting him sixth is an act of idiocy. You cannot say that the utilization of the sixth overall pick by Chris Ballard on a left guard, no matter how good he is, is one of the top 10 picks of the Chris Ballard era. This is not throwing shade at Quentin Nelson. This is talking about the good picks. And by good picks, it's a guy taken at this level, but he plays at this level. It's a guy out kicking his coverage from a draft perspective that like shows well for Chris Ballard and his ability to evaluate. It's not drafting the best guard. It's not whether Quentin Nelson is the best player that the Colts have drafted since 2017 when Ballard took over. That's not it. It's the best pick, meaning you have this group of people available, and so you take... or. You take the best of that group. And Quentin Nelson wasn't the best of the group. Like, there's there's no, you can't look at the 2018 draft and say, oh, Quentin Nelson, one of the finest picks in it. You, you can't do that. A, a, a guard had not been taken in the top six of the NFL draft and hasn't been taken since in the NFL draft. Going back to 1986, this guy named Dombrowski, I think it was Jim Dombrowski, who played for the Saints for 11 years, had a nice career. But you know what? Do you remember him? I don't. I, I think I got the last name right. I have no idea on the first name, so I went with Jim. Maybe it's Jim. I don't know. Maybe it's Joe. I think it's Jim. I'll go with that. It's not one of his best 10 picks. Now one of the worst 10 picks. You know, you want to do the worst 10 picks, you can do that. But I was trying to throw flowers at Chris Ballard. And what we get is a bunch of splashback for people who take what was perceived to be criticism of Quentin Nelson, but was not, as serious shade toward Quentin Nelson, which it was not. All right, let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Jeff Massengill, happy birthday. Tony Hartman, happy birthday. The great Dave Ammerman, celebrating a birthday. Joy Caldwell, Newkirk, celebrating a birthday. Uh, Todd Crabtree, the great Phil Lambert, happy birthday. Sean Nash, celebrating a birthday. And the great Katie Weber, 
celebrating a birthday, an MS alum of the First Order. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other up. Don't pull each other down. Just be nice, right? Just be nice. You see it in the Wendy's. I haven't been in a Wendy's in probably 15 years. But you know what? They've got signs in them, or they used to. It was Dave Thomas, and in quotes, just be nice. That about covers it. Radio show, 706 on WGCLradio.com. Two big brains today at noon. Got to put together an emergency two big brains. We got to figure this thing out with Indiana basketball and this afternoon inside Indiana sports. Now it's what we do.